This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Here we are kicking off hour number two of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Raiders president Dan Vitrelli is going to join us at 315. Just got word that he's going to join us at 315. He's running a couple minutes late, and that's okay. We keep our head on a swivel around here, and we make things work. I did want to say before we move on, and we do have some callers that we're going to get to on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. We appreciate your your patience and your time. Um, I, I did want to say, if you're looking for tickets for Sunday's game, there's a awesome member of Raider Nation that has four tickets, really good seats, and he can't go. And so he hit me up and said, Q, let everyone know that I have four tickets and I'd like to sell them to someone who is a member of Raider Nation, not wanting to sell them to someone who's a Kansas City Chiefs fan because, well, nobody wants to see a bunch of red in there. I get it. I get it. People get mad when people sell their tickets and someone from the opposing team buys them. Well, he's throwing it out there. He'll sell his four tickets to you. Face value. He's not trying to make a profit. Face value. Really good seats. All you got to do is hit us up. So, I have his information. I just want to throw it out there. If if someone's interested in going to the game, he has four tickets. Just hit me up on Twitter at your boy Q254. Just send me a direct message. I'll give you his information. You can reach out to him and you guys can make it happen. Or our Twitter account here, Raider Nation Radio 920 at RNR 920 AM. Let us know. And like I said, we'll give you his information and you guys can make it work. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just trying to be the messenger. Just trying to pass it along. Just in case someone wants to go. All right, guys. And he said, tweet at him or at the station. Do not call the station. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> DeMond is like, I don't need to answer that phone call. I know that's right. I know Heard that's right. giving away tickets. Ain't even listening no, right Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, y'all got four tickets you're giving away? I got four. I'll take four. I know. I know you would. But no, if really, if you do want to go to the game, uh, my, my guy has tickets, and he's not trying to make a profit. He's trying to just get face value for him because he cannot go to the game. So I'll get you his information, and you can make it work, and then it's out of my hands. So I uh, just wanted to, like I said, pass that along. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Let's go out to New Jersey. Talk to our guy, Mitch. Mitch, what's on your mind this afternoon? What's happening, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. Yeah. I'm funny in the boondock. The boons I had to stop for 50 years. Uh, I just hope my defense line play great. Uh, uh, our wide receivers make uh, Derek Carr look better. He is a good quarterback. And I hope Deshaun, I can see some of Deshaun. I'm curious why uh, they didn't go after um, Odell uh, Beckham Jr. I mean, it seems like the Rams are finding them in the championship. But uh, Odell, he wears that as welcome. But that tells me something. that The Rays would rather have Deshaun, who's 34, over a 27-year-old guy. So, bye beware. It's be a good game. Hope you enjoy it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for the call. And yeah, with Odell Beckham Jr., it's 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 just like that. You're taking a chance. You know, it's just you either like what he brings to the table or you don't. I never thought that he was a great fit in this locker room after I got to see how tight this locker room was with each other. And I do think Deshaun Jackson is probably a better fit. Now, uh, you know, Odell's not as old as as Deshaun. Uh, Both of them have injury history. I mean, it's it's a reason why they're both available. Let's put it like that. 
<laughs> There's a reason why both were available. It's not just because, well, just because. You know, it's almost like when you say right before the trade deadline, oh, go get a stud left tackle. Well, stud left tackles aren't really available if they're studs. You know, and I know teams, they start to sell off their players, but at the same time, man, they want to protect their quarterback. So, yeah, there's there's reasons why they're available. We'll see what Deshaun's able to bring to the table starting on Sunday. Let's talk to H in Albuquerque. You're up next. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hey, fellas. Nice to talk to you. Yes, hey, a couple of things. The first is uh, I've no doubt no matter the outcome, Sunday night's game is going to be uh, awesome. Uh, the past, The matchup over the past few years has been one of the most exciting in the league, I think. So I don't expect it to be any different Sunday night. Right. The other thing I was calling about, and I apologize if this angle's been covered. I haven't heard it. Uh, a lot of talk about Mayock, uh, what he has to do to stay the GM of the Raiders. And I can't help but wonder, does he want to remain the GM of the Raiders after the year? Mm. When he came in, there was much about his relationship with Gruden. He's essentially a Gruden pick. Right. And I just wonder, does he even want to stay here after Gruden's gone, or is he just trying to finish out the year? That's great. Thank you for the call, first of all. And that's a great, great question. And I don't think we'll have the answer to that unless he sits down and says, hey, this is what I'm here to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do moving forward. Um, It sounded the one thing I'll say is when when he addressed the media immediately and then when um, when Mark Davis addressed the media at the owners meetings in New York, and someone asked about about Mayock being the GM and if he was going to be the GM long term. And Mark Davis said something to the extent of, yeah, why wouldn't he be? He's a GM. Yeah, and I expect him to be the, the GM moving forward. And then he said, right now. So, I mean, it's kind of like he answered the question but then didn't answer. Kind of left himself an out. Yeah, but I don't think Mayock's going to voluntarily give up the job. Because this and, is, unless he doesn't, those, unless he doesn't want to be the do the job. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that's the case because when it comes to like coaches, GMs, it's like the only thirty-two of these jobs. Right. That's so true. if you work so hard to get one, I don't think you just give it up voluntarily. Like, ah, man. You I just don't. Go. You just don't know. You never what, know what's going on in somebody's head. Right. But when you work so but hard you're to right get about one of these that. jobs, yeah, only right. thirty-two of them. Right. That's Not true. like the people are going to look. No offense. People aren't going to look at the Raiders track record and be like, hey, come around our team. No, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a long-winded way of saying we really don't know, and we probably won't never know. You know? But if he sticks around, and uh, I think he's going to be given the at least the extra year to show what he could do while he is the guy. Because look, let's be honest about situation. And Mark Davis even said it. John Gruden was the guy that that had the final say. And and Mark Davis said it was fifty-one forty-nine, but we don't really know if it was really fifty-one forty-nine. It felt like it was probably more. 95.5 or you know what I mean like it was it was more lopsided than that but that was just a nice way of saying that let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick Matt and Hoboken what's on your mind How, welcome to the show what's up guys I just want to react real quick to the news today that broke about John Gruden suing the NFL and, okay. and Roger Goodell um, I couldn't be happier when I when I heard that news to be honest with you because I think I think you know obviously I don't condone what Gruden wrote on those emails, but I also don't condone how the NFL handled this whole thing. I think the NFL did Gruden dirty in a lot of aspects of how this was handled, and I really hope Gruden knocks their lights out with this with this lawsuit. I really hope he does because I think he's got a great case. And you know what? There's good and bad in everybody. Agreed. Right? And, with Gruden, and Gruden said some bad things, but you know what? You know, I believe, and I don't know the man personally, but I believe on everything I've ever read about him, everything I've ever heard about him, and people talking about him, I believe he's more good than bad. And you know what? Even though he's more, even though he said those things, I think he's more more good than bad of a person, and and I'll get behind him on this a hundred percent. And uh, you know, I, I hope he knocks Goodell's lights out. 
All right. There you go. Thank you for the call, Matt. Definitely appreciate you. Good stuff right there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Uh, when we talked to Daniel Lust, he said, you know, maybe it gets to court. Maybe I mean, it goes to, you know, it goes to a jury, goes to a trial or whatever. Uh, who knows? You know, it, it, this is the early stages of it, but I feel like we're going to get a lot more information sooner rather than later. So uh, good stuff right there. Do appreciate you. 308's the time. You want to take a break? You want to stick around here, DeMond? What are we going to do real quick? Let me know. Take a break. All right, 308, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Raiders president. We're scheduled to be talking to Raiders president, Dan Ventrelli. We'll do that next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 313 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness had a fast and furious show so far. Still got time to go. Still got a couple of guests to get to, including our next guest, Dan Ventrelli, the president of the Raiders. And uh, Dan, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate you. A lot to, lot to get to uh, when it comes to the silver and black. And of course, they have a primetime game coming up Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. And all year long, the Raiders have been the leaders in vaccination. The, le- the Raiders have been the leaders in everyone being fully vaccinated so they can go enjoy the game on Sunday night and not have to wear a mask. But if you don't, and if you're not... There's always been alternate screenings, and so I want to talk to you about that as normally Friday, Saturday, you can get the alternate screenings, but there's a lot going on around Allegiant Stadium tomorrow, today. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on, so it's actually getting pushed all the way back to Sunday. So give us the, the latest details as far as the alternate screenings and, and what you have to do to get it so you can be in the game on Sunday night. Yeah, thanks, Q, and thanks for having me on. Um, so you're correct. The easiest way to verify your vaccination status is by using the clear app you can go to raiders.com forward slash clear for step-by-step instructions there Um, but if that doesn't work for you because you have an international vaccination or you're partially vaccinated or you're under age 14 then as you mentioned you have to use that alternate screening that alternate screening is open on sunday only for this game it's a night game um there's activity at the stadium the day before so uh we've uh, chose to begin that alternate screening process at 1 p.m. on Sunday. It's at B-Lot on the north side of the stadium and J-Lot on the south side of the stadium. Both of those locations have increased staff in order to create a more efficient throughput and uh, create the ability to go there, get through, uh, get a wristband, be verified as vaccinated, and be able to go in the building. Um, like you said, be able to celebrate with your friends, watch the game without wearing a mask, um, and be in a safe environment that you can be confident in. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And having the two locations there on Sunday starting at 1 o'clock is a big deal because it'll, it'll make, like you said, everything go quickly, more efficiently, and so you're, you're not really waiting in line. But if it starts at 1, what time, Dan, do you think the people should start to get there and just kind of arrive in that line? I think getting there at 1 o'clock is your best bet. Get there a okay. little before 1 so you can make sure you get through at the start of it. You want to make sure you're in the building early. The building opens three hours before kickoff. And we're doing a special celebration for Charles Woodson to um, acknowledge his uh, Hall of Fame induction at 4 o'clock. So you want to make sure you get through that alternate screening and you're able to get in the building and be seated by 4 o'clock so you can see that special program. Talking right now with Raiders President Dan Ventrelli here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And I wanted to ask you about Charles Woodson and the Hall of Fame celebration. And Tom Flores had his celebration earlier. There's been a lot of fantastic uh, events, uh, either pregame, during halftime. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun. It's been a show on, on top of a show. Uh, how, how much fun has it been just kind of putting together everything, all the entertainment that's going into these games so far this season? Yeah, it's fun raising the bar every week. You know, we're mindful of the fact that 
we're in the entertainment capital of the world and that our game day environment has to be second to none. And so putting together the ability to have um, celebrate and honor our alums and have exciting things like the Charles Woodson and Tom Flores celebrations are always important and core to us. And then, you know, matching it up with, with uh, things like Chris Angel um, right. or the house band, just the entertainment elements that kind of bring Vegas and everything that people love about it to the building and to the game day environment. Yeah, absolutely. And what are your expectations for Sunday as far as the, the game day experience? It's Sunday night football. It's going to be a packed house. The Chiefs, I mean, it's 5-4 and four against 5-3. and three. It has a lot riding on the line. Just what, what's your level of excitement, enthusiasm, and expectations for Sunday night? We're excited. Can I tell you what we're most excited about? We're most excited that we played a very close game against the Chiefs in this building last year. And we played it in an empty building. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the game, we, we heart, in heartbreaking fashion, we lost the game at the very end of the game in an empty building. The thing we're most excited about is we know we have the greatest fans in the world. We know that Raider Nation will fill that building with enthusiasm and cheering and support for the team. And the thing we're most looking forward to is that, um, you know, when those critical situations come up again, the, the strength of Raider Nation and our fans and the environment that they create and the enthusiasm in that building is going to lift the team up um, in a way an empty building never could. So that's the most exciting thing. No doubt. We're talking right now with Dan Ventrelli here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond had a question for you. Yeah, we've seen so many good halftime performances. We've seen Ludacris. We've seen Too Short and Ice Cube. But for you personally, and if you can't pick one, I'll allow two. What would be your <laughs> dream halftime performance at a Raider game? My dream halftime performance? I don't know. I think that what we've done entertainment-wise has been awesome in the building. And I, I, I'll say that my my favorite one so far has been the Chris Angel performance, for sure. I thought that was incredible to be able to um, have the – the vision, you know, and it's his vision to do that in that environment in the middle of the field like that. It, yeah, everybody was on the edge of their seats. So, you know, I just hope we're able to do things that continue to raise the bar because we set a standard and um, I know people are enjoying it and we've got to continue to deliver on it. Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty cool. And I had no idea exactly what he was going to do, but I just knew he was pretty high up and uh, he was trying to do something. And I, I know I wasn't that guy. <laughs> so, you know, that was uh, that was something to be uh, to, to, to make sure to witness and, and check out. And like I said, I thought it was really cool. Now, now, Dan, there's I mean, there's there's been some crazy things that have gone on, some unfortunate things, some tragic things that have gone on also this season. Uh, just the leadership in, in, in the building, how how. How much communication as far as, you know, just trying to keep everyone's morale high with everything that's kind of gone on, you know, off the field as far as just I adversity? How, how's that been? Yeah, I mean, leadership is key, but, you know, most importantly, keeping it in perspective and understanding that um, no matter what happens, everything pales in comparison to the lost life that occurred. And we're mindful of that and devastated by that and, and you know, continue to pray and keep our thoughts with the family of uh, Tina Tinner and understand that, um, you know, nothing is as important as that. So, um, you know, all, all of that uh, in context, uh, you know, we're, we're very mindful also of the fact we have to do right by this community We're right. we were embraced by this community immediately we take that responsibility very seriously and um you know making sure like like mike uh, mayock said there are certain things that we just can't stand for right. um and we about and that making sure that for that locker room and for the community more broadly understanding the responsibility that we have and living it the right way and understanding that when things happen that we can't tolerate that there's a consequence for that. And so, um, you know, the leadership in the building has stood behind that. 
Um, and we got to just continue to do the right thing and, and be the right citizens in this community. Right. And I, I did want to ask you, what, what was your thoughts on just the, the leadership in the locker room, like Derek Carr, for instance, and other guys that you know are, are expected to be leaders on the field, but there have also been big-time leaders that are in that locker room that play on the field as well, but they've really stood up, and, and I've been impressed, especially by Derek Carr. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Derek's an exceptional person, both on and off the field, um, and and you know, adversity galvanizes people and teams, and we've got to find a way to uh, bring the team together, and Derek's exceptional at that, so we have all the confidence in the world in him. Yeah, he's done a really good job. Every single person that we've talked to, to a T, and they don't have to be just here in the area. They could be national. We talked to Rodney Harrison yesterday, and he just kind of went out of his way to just continue to compliment uh, Derek Carr and, and the leadership that he's shown. And so I think that that's worth mentioning, you know, that, that people are noticing uh, leadership. And, of course, no one wants anything bad to happen. And, and, and like you said, nothing pales into comparison of, you know, losing life or anything. But, man, uh, just to know that there are some big-time leaders in that locker room, I think that goes a long way as well and Dan before we wrap this up I, I did want to ask you one more time about uh, you know the clear app and the and the alternate screenings and, and what folks need to do what time they need to arrive on Sunday uh, if they do have to use those alternate screenings yep thanks again raiders.com forward slash clear for the step-by-step instructions on the app if you can't use the app alternate screening from one to seven at B lot on the north or J lot on the south we'll also have vaccinations available on site Um, You know, the thing we're probably most proud of in this program is that we can track it because people um, either getting their first shot on site or having their first shot verified in order to come to the game. We know that over 14,300 people have received their first vaccination in order to come to the game. So um, the impact that that makes on the community and health and safety generally, both in the building and in the community more broadly, is something we're real proud of. So hopefully everybody continues to take advantage of that. We'll uh, continue to create the exciting game day environment where people can celebrate with their friends in the way they love. And you know what? You guys have been the leaders all season long. You've been the leaders on this. You you, you made a statement. You you know you drew your your uh, the line in the sand and said this is what we're going to do. And there's been plenty of other you know teams and programs that have followed, but uh, the Raiders were the first ones to really say this is what we're going to do and how we're going to execute it. So uh, hats off to you guys for uh, for being the leaders in that, Dan. We do appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday at the game. Thanks, Q. We'll see you Sunday. Look forward to it. All right, absolutely. Dan Ventrelli right there, uh, president of the Raiders. And, and again, man, 14,300 people getting the, the vaccination shot so they can go to a game. You know, and, and it's so funny because some people will kind of look at it and be like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. Well, 14,300 people wanted to do it. I, I think that's pretty impressive. Like, people were on the fence. They might have been on the fence. But ultimately, they said, hey, to go to see the, my favorite football team, I'll do it. 14,300 people, over 14,300 people, pretty stinking impressive. So you got to give the Raiders a lot of credit for being the leaders in that. And there's been multiple now, multiple teams that have come out and decided to do the same thing. But uh, Mark Davis and the Raiders were the first ones that I know of that uh, that, that put it out there. And I think it's important to, to, to be the leaders and believe in what you're doing as well. So much, uh, much props to them. And thank you to Dan for joining us for a few minutes to talk about what you need to do to get that alternate screening. I get that email every single week. From somebody, someone will hit me up and be like, wait a minute, Q, what I got to do? Or I'll get a tweet. What I got to do, Q? So the president of the team is telling you what you got to do. So I do appreciate that. 323 is the time you want to take a quick break and then get Lee Sterling. All right, let's take a quick break. And then we'll come back with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. We'll talk all things money lines, how you can put some money in your pocket this weekend. We'll find out what he thinks about multiple games, including the Raiders and Chiefs Sunday night at Legion Stadium. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the sporting lines with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And it pays off in a touchdown. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It is that time of week for me to check in with my guy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Check the lines, see how we can win some money, see how you can put some money in your pocket throughout the course of the weekend. And Lee, I do appreciate you as always, and I'm sure you're pretty happy today. Thursday night football, week 10 action, Miami. Straight up victory over the Baltimore Ravens, and really that defense for the Dolphins made the Ravens look really bad Thursday night. If we played like that, we'd have a winning record. Played like that every week. So <laughs> this shows you the NFL stands for not for long. Anything can happen any given Sunday. <laughs> that was the name of a movie. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we saw last week, you know, Jacksonville, they upset Buffalo, maybe the best team in the NFL, and, and the Dolphins took it to Baltimore. That's, you know, that's what makes football so much fun. You never know what to expect, and hopefully there's a rebirth for the Dolphins, as I'm a Dolphins fan, and uh, family's been a season ticket holder since 1966 when they started. The only thing missing from the game, they didn't wear the throwback uniforms. Right, right. No doubt about it. And I'll tell you, man, right when you feel like you got the finger of the pulse of the NFL and you think you know exactly how these games are going to shape out, then all of a sudden a, a Jacksonville over Buffalo happens. Or, like yep. you said, uh, you know, Miami makes uh, Baltimore look silly. And Baltimore, Lee, and you mentioned it before to me, don't really look like they're not really that great of a team, even though they have a pretty good record. They just don't seem like they're really that Baltimore Raven team that you're used to seeing. No, they. I mean, they got a couple good players like Humphrey on the back end, a couple good defensive linemen, uh, Andrews, really good tight end, and and of course Lamar Jackson. Other than that, I mean, Mar- I mean, uh, downtown Brown will tell you that he's you know he's elite, but I don't think he's elite. So. <laughs> um, I mean, I think they're kind of middle of the road, to be honest with you. Right. No, I'm I'm with you right there. And they ultimately lose the start week 10 against the Miami Dolphins. Well, right now, as we're talking to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports on Radio Nation Radio 920. Let's get into some action for the weekend, Lee. Uh, How about we start with some UFC action? We're going to talk some college football and some NFL. But why don't we go ahead and start with uh, the UFC Big Ben Rothwell, uh, been around for quite a while, 39 and 13, going up against Marcos Rogerio uh, de Lima. And Rothwell is uh, minus 150. How do you see this one shaking out, Lee? Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Now, remember, the whole card starts, the undercard starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time, not Pacific time. So I always get calls and texts like, uh, can I still get in on the fights? I'm like, oh, well, four or five fights have already gone. You're a little too late. So uh, we got a bunch of them on the uh, undercard. We might have as many as seven fights. So you want to get in on us. We're, we're on a roll. We've won five of the last seven cards. And we came close to sweeping all the fights last week on our six-week card. So here's a, the co-main event, uh, UFC fight night, Holloway and Rodriguez, heavyweight division, Ben Rothwell. He's taking on Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. Uh, big Ben Rothwell, he's been in the UFC since 2009. He's a minus 150 favorite versus De Lima. Uh, De Lima spent most of his career as a light heavyweight. Has, has never been real competitive against big fighters or uh, really skilled fighters. And Rothwell actually has to cut weight to make 265, while uh, De Lima looks more like a slightly overweight light heavyweight uh, which he is. So Rothwell is bigger, stronger, tougher, has better cardio. 
Um, and he, he, I think he's going to win the fight, whether it's stand-up or goes to the mat. Um, don't be confused by De Lima's win over Maurice, the crochet boss, Green. <laughs> Green is back to knitting where he belongs and is nowhere near the caliber of Rothwell. Rothwell, I think, is going to cruise here 30-27 to 27 win or maybe even uh, take out the much smaller De Lima uh, as he cruises to another UFC win. Boom, there it is. Talking yep. little Big Ben action right there. We're not talking Big Ben Roethlisberger. We're talking Big Ben Rothwell right here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. That's the way to get us started, Lee. How about we dip into college football? How about this one? Ohio State against Purdue. Ohio State minus 20 and a half versus Purdue. Uh, break this one down, man. How are you seeing this one? Yeah, so they don't call them the Purdue Boilermakers anymore. They call them the Purdue Spoilermakers. Um what a run. I mean, second upset of a top-five team in four weeks. And also, I mean, who could forget 2018 when they upset right. Ohio State when Ohio State was the number two team in the country? They spanked them 49-20. to 20. But we got to look at what did they do after those upsets. In 2018, they lost to Michigan State. After they beat Iowa a few weeks ago, lost 30-13 to 13 to an ordinary Wisconsin team. They have not faced a team... Uh, that has dangerous weapons here. And, and Ohio State has three receivers that might get drafted in the first round. They've got a quarterback, C.J. Stroud, that I got my money on. I put some money on him at plus 450 a couple weeks ago uh, to win the Heisman Trophy. He's coming off his third 400-yard passing game of the season here. And I just think Purdue might be happy just to be bowl eligible. And, and uh, they threw everything out, including the kitchen sink at Michigan State last week. Right. They had reverse passes, everything. I think this is my romper room special. Ohio State 51-20. Boom. There you go. Yep. Blowout right there. Ohio yep. State over Purdue. Uh, the spoiler makers, like you said. And yep. that was a, a heck of a game a week ago, but uh, they're not going to catch lightning in a bottle twice, says Lee nope. Sterling. And he says it here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, Lee, how about we dip into the NFL now? Of course, we love the NFL action. We'll, we'll look at the Raiders, but we'll look at that game last as it's Sunday night football. How about this one? My buddy DeMond here is going to be happy talking tennis. Tennessee Titans, he's a big Titans fan. They're going up against the New Orleans Saints. Tennessee is minus two and a half. No Derrick Henry last week, no problem. Again, Tennessee minus two and a half versus Saints. Thoughts on this one? Well, their defense, I mean, they're getting takeaways. 11 in the last six games. They're getting a pass rush. And their weakness is the, the pass defense. I mean, they're, 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 their safeties and cornerbacks are not very good. But when you only have to cover guys for two and a half seconds as opposed to three and a half or four seconds, makes a huge difference. Uh, looks like no Alvin Kamara. It looks like he's probably not going to be able to go here. And if I'm Tennessee, I think they played it wrong last week, even in that win. They were starting Adrian Peterson, and they had him running, and then they brought in Jeremy McNichols. I would go the other way around. I'd use McNichols who has a little more pep in his step, yeah. can break off the long gainers. I'd use him running and catching the ball out of the backfield. And then once you soften up a team, then bring in Peterson here. I'm going to take Tennessee. They keep rolling 27-17. There it is right there. And I'll tell you, man, Tennessee uh, opened up some eyes. I thought there was an opportunity for them maybe to to take a you know to, to take a step back with no Derrick Henry because he's so sticking important to the team. But with that big win over the Rams, now all of a sudden they're in a good position. They're, they're the one team in the – probably in the league that's really cooking yeah. and, and look like they want to put a stranglehold on the NFL. And who knows? Right? Who knows? Maybe Derrick Henry comes back for the playoffs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're in – they're in a good position, man. They're looking really good. So you got to give Tennessee a lot of credit for being able to come together, and especially that defense that was not very good yeah. to start the season. But 
here we are. They're playing some good ball right now. So there you go, Tennessee and the New Orleans Saints. And, Lee, uh, we saved the best for last, and I saved the best for last because I know right now all Raider Nation is on the edge of their seat as we know we got to talk Sunday night football action, the Kansas City Chiefs and your Las Vegas Raiders. And when I say your, I'm talking all of Raider Nation. Kansas City is minus two and a half Sunday night football versus the Raiders. Lee, what are you thinking of this one? How are you feeling? So the Raiders beat Kansas City last year. Yep. How did they do it? John Gruden had a great game plan. Uh, he really kept Kansas City guessing. Then he hit uh, Henry Ruggs up top, a couple long touchdowns. Those two guys are gone. And all of a sudden, Kansas City, which had no pass rush, they got their top pass rusher back last week, Chris Jones. They uh, starting to play some defense here. Early in the season, man, it seemed like every pass that Patrick Mahomes through that went through receivers' hands, ended up in the arms of a defender. Uh, last week, that didn't happen. The Raiders been kind of lucky. I mean, they fumbled ten times. They've lost only one of those fumbles here. So I just think the secondary is still a little shaky for the Raiders here, and I think the Chiefs uh, might be able to do a number throwing the football here, and uh, I think they're going to beat the Raiders here for the seventh time last eight meetings here, Kansas City. By double digits, 31-20. Whoa, whoa, yep. whoa. I thought this was going to be yep. maybe a three-point game one way or the other. You're talking double digits? Woo. Double digits. I think they pull away late. Man, that will make a lot of Raider Nation not too happy as they roll out Allegiant Stadium Sunday night football action. Well, Lee, uh, you didn't make a whole lot of fans right now. <laughs> no, but I, 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 hey, we picked the Raiders early in the year. I just got to call it like I see it. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at you at all. I'm not. Hey, like I said, uh, you got to call it like you see it. So uh, good stuff, Lee, as always. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, if anyone needs to reach out to you, man, they want to get some more information because you are on a roll. You are cooking with grease right now. What do, what do they need? to do just go to paramountsports.com we don't call this month november we call it november uh normally three weeks 297 dollars and there's games every day it's not not i mean tuesdays and wednesdays we've got matching football 58 54 finals so every day of football and we're doing so well in all the other sports i've never done this i'm going to add in basketball college basketball kicks it in the high gear i think there's over 250 games going on on saturday we've got nba We've got hockey, where I'm number one in the world, and also UFC, where we'll have probably a seven uh, selection card on Saturday. Everything through the end of the month, just $297. I think I've lost my mind. How do you get it? One place, ParamountSports.com, or call me here at the office, 800-400-9741. Boom, there it is right there. And, of course, Lee Sterling joins us each and every Friday here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. So you could definitely tune into that. Uh, Lee Sterling's on Twitter, at Paramount Sports. Lee, great stuff as always, my man. I do appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. There's a lot of great action going on, UFC, college football, college hoops, all kind of great stuff. So uh, I definitely appreciate you. I look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. See you, Q. There he goes, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Love for the Tennessee Titans against the New Orleans Saints. And uh, talk about the Raiders losing by double digits to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. I'll tell you, uh, Lee is spot on 99.9% of the time. I mean, he's got his – there's a reason why he's on the show. He's fantastic. He's been doing it for a very long time. This is one that I really hope that he's wrong about. So, man, uh, not the best feeling as uh, we get ready to wrap up the show and, you know, head into the weekend and prepare for this game Sunday night versus the Kansas City Chiefs. But, man, that's – 
That's a that's an eye opener right there. Kansas City's favored, but uh, Lee thinks double digits. They pull away late. Well, we're gonna come on back. We're gonna close out the show. It's a Friday edition of Unnecessary Roughness right here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. All right, Carolina. I see on your on your Twitter bio it says pro wrestling ring announcer. Hey, can I get a you're listening to? Unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio in your ring announcer voice. Wait, it's got to be Raider Nation Radio 920. Oh, Raider Nation Radio 920, excuse me. You are listening to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom, there it is. Good one, Damon. That was the best thing he contributed all day. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Got about 15 minutes left in today's show. We'll pass the sticks on to my guy Vinny Bonsignor's live at the TI. I might go by the TI after the show. Devon, you want to go? When? After the show. Just go by the TI and say what's up to Vinny. Be like, what up though? That sounds like a plan. I'm serious. We'll, we'll hop in the truck and we'll get on and we'll. I'm serious. I'm, I'm trying to hang out with my homeboy. You looking at me like you don't want to hang out with Who's going to be in here? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> my bad, Doc. I figured. <laughs> my bad. That's real. Okay. Now I know. Why, at least I know why you were looking at me like I, I was felt stupid. like you were trolling me. No, I was not trolling you. I was, I was like, seriously, like, hey, man. You know, because we, we get off a little early. You know, well, I get off. Never mind. <laughs> my bad, dog. <laughs> I was going to go by and say what's up to Vinny and hang out for a minute. You know, the wife's still at work. It's going to get dark look, out early, and so she's probably going to want to, uh, you know. You have fun with that. Stay in. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go by and check out my homeboy, man. I'll uh, I'll play a triple double diamond for you one time. I'll just hit it one time for you. All right, man. Whatever, whatever happens, I'll do, I promise you, this is what I'm going to do. One play, triple double diamond. I got one play for you. And whatever comes up. If I win on that one, you get to win. How about right, that? Guys, this is my million right here. This is what I'm going to do. No, because I know you think that I'm BSing you right <laughs> I now. I know you're going to be like, this dude's not going to. You're going to be like, well, I didn't yeah, win. He comes up on $5. No. He's not giving it to me. No, I will. <laughs> I brought, I, look, dog, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Okay. I'm going to FaceTime you when I step to the machine. I promise you. I'm going to FaceTime you so you can witness it. All right? Phone will be in hand. I, I know it will. I got you. I got you. And if you win, and you win big, at least, you know, break me off a little something, something. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you ain't even guaranteeing that you're going to hook me up. All right. I see how you are. All right. Well, let's get to our NFL picks, man. I feel like we didn't push them off a couple times already, so we got to make sure we get these things rolling. We both took an L last night. Man, in the funniest game of the year, like, did you see that flea flicker that it was like almost I don't want it, you I don't want it, it either? Yeah, a little hot potatoes type thing. And then the the um all the big man, the big man. And you know what's funny? And this is something that nobody I'm glad you brought that up. The big man catches the the screen pass that was a terrible pass from from Tua, but he catches it and gets all the way down to the goal line. It really would have been a touchdown if he had been an eligible receiver, but he wasn't. It was great. The effort was great. But no one talks about the fact that if he had just let the ball drop to the ground. And he doesn't get anything, and he doesn't he doesn't touch it, and it gets a penalty. Then it's gonna be it's gonna be fourth down. You know what I mean? Like they had third down again, so they could do the play over. Now they still didn't score on that play, but they had another opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like if they had just thrown the ball like Tua did, and he just let it go to the ground because he's not eligible, it would have been fourth down, and they would have had to kick the field goal. Instead, he catches the ball, takes it to the end zone, and it's a penalty, but it's. Third down over. So you're saying it's a smart play, by It him. was a smart play. Okay. Like, caught up. 
Out of everything that people are, are laughing at the play, it actually was pretty smart because they got the down over. But they still didn't score. Because like, I seen a couple of tweets, but the tweet that really made me look, it was from uh, Jonathan Abram here. And he said, he turned around for the screen like it was for him. And I was like, I got to go see what people are talking about. Oh, it's great. And he turned around. He was like, boy, and this is put, my moment. And then he put a move on. He put a move on the defender. Like, he didn't look like a homeboy that we were making fun of, or you were making fun of, um, who was the offensive lineman that we were talking about that time. You tried to hit him up from TCU. Remember? Uh, Ooh, remember? And yes, he, the guy who got helicoptered. Yeah, yeah. The, and I forget it. I forget his name now. My fault. But anyway, he didn't look like him. He looked like he knew what he was doing. So anyway, let's go again into our picks. We both took L's last night, so we're not off to a very good start. Oh, by the way, just when Wendy hit us up on Twitter, Fabian and I are going to see Vinny at the TI. We'll see you there. Damon, we'll watch to make sure he's honest with your money. Thank you so much. Triple Double Diamond, you get one spin, brother. That's all I need. That's all I need. Okay, let me ask you this before we get into it. On that one spin, do you want me to triple the bet or do you want me just to single it? Triple it. I mean, I got I got the one shot. <laughs> this is your money, not mine. It's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. All right, I got you. Because I do feel bad since I invited you to come hang out and you can't leave the studio. It's the only reason I got your back like that. All right, let's get into these games. First up, the Dallas Cowboys, who's coming off a bad loss to the the Denver Broncos. Are Denver the real deal team, or was that just a a bad loss for the Dallas Cowboys? D- Dallas is hosting Atlanta, 10 a.m. kickoff. Jerry's World, where the Raiders will be in a few weeks. Who you got in this one? I'm going to go with Dallas. Take the home team. I got the home team as well. I think the Cowboys bounce back, and I think they really give the business to uh, Dan Quinn's old team, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Saints at the Tennessee Titans. I don't even have to ask you what team you're picking in this one. And really, I don't think we should have to pick any, or we don't, I don't think we should have to even ask anybody because Tennessee should be the, the right side of this one, like no doubt about it. Best team in the AFC. And now that we said that, they'll probably come up on Monday. We'll be like, man, that was a, oh, they took a whooping. That's just how it always happens. You know that's how it happens. But I'm going with Tennessee as well. Jacksonville at the Colts. Ooh. Jacksonville coming off a big win over the Buffalo Bills. Can they make it two in a row? Man, I, I, I would like for them to win for the chaos in the division, but I just can't pick Jacksonville. I just, not in good faith. No, I got to pick uh, Indy on this one. I got the Colts as well. Uh, so far, we're all the same. Cleveland at the New England Patriots. Browns no, no longer have Odell Beckham Jr., Mac Jones is trying to twist ankles. You got the Patriots or you got the the Browns? Hey. I'm going to go with Cleveland. You know, everybody wants to say they're so much better with Odell. Well, let's hopefully they can keep this going and they can can prove everybody wrong that Baker's just so much better without him. I don't think he is. I'm going with the Patriots in this one. Buffalo trying to revenge their loss. They got the New York Jets. I don't know when Wilson's going to, Zach Wilson's going to play again, but Buffalo at the Jets. Where are you going? Buffalo. I got the Bills as well. I don't know why you took so long on that one. Detroit at Pittsburgh. The Steelers starting to play a little bit better. Big Ben still has his issues. The Detroit Lions are still the Detroit Lions. This game's in Pittsburgh. Heinz Field, what do you got? Pittsburgh. I got the Steelers as well. Tampa Bay, they're on the road taking on the Washington football team. Another 10 a.m. kickoff. Tampa Bay or Washington? Tampa Bay. I've got the Bucks as well. Carolina, the fighting Matt rules. Cam Newton. Not playing, but he's back in Carolina. Not playing this week. P.J. Walker's getting the start. Sam Donald's on IR. Arizona Cardinals. Don't know if Kyler Murray's going to play. Don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to play, but they won last week without him. Colt McCoy, what are you talking about? I got the Cardinals. 
Of course, Colt McCoy. Come on, I man. I can't even go for the fighting Matt rules anymore. Exactly, because Colt McCoy, you don't bet against Colt McCoy. I absolutely do. Colt McCoy is so <laughs> overrated. I, look, I came from Texas. I, you want to know who the most overrated person in the state of Texas is? Well, one of them, Colt freaking McCoy. Should have won a Heisman if you ask me. Should have won the national championship. He had enough to melt the game. Yep. Should have, would have, could have. Yep. I should have been a millionaire, but I'm not. Well, those people, those people in Texas, they're not wrong. I'll agree with okay. on that. Don't get me started. That is the oldest <laughs> narrative. I hear it all the time. When RG3 was in Washington and Colt McCoy was there too. You don't need RG3. Colt McCoy is a, man, Colt McCoy is a glorified backup. It's See, a good it's a good career. It's a good career to have a somebody in the NFL and somebody talk, commentating on TV. Exactly. No, I'm not saying nothing bad about it. To be a good backup is cool. But he's not that good. But some backups are different from another backup. He was some a backup quarterback. Are, some backups are all oh, man. What are we gonna do? And some backups are hey, we you, might string together a good three win streak right here. He's a backup that just needs the backup. Simple as that. He's not that good. Just another guy. Simple as that. Don't be hating. Whatever. <laughs> the Vikings at the Chargers. 105 kickoff. Obviously, Raider Nation will be paying attention to this game. Can Minnesota do the Raiders a favor and beat the Chargers? Thoughts on this one? I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't either. I don't trust. I trust Colt McCoy. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) They all come from that Washington football tree. I got the charges in this one as well. Philadelphia, the Eagles, they're at the Denver Broncos. Another game Raider Nation is going to be paying attention to. Philly or Denver? Who do you have? Denver. Oh, you got the Broncos coming off a big victory over the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the fight in Jalen Hurts. I'm going to roll with the, 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 uh, the away team. I think Philadelphia is going to find a way to win. They they lost last week, but they they almost got it. <laughs> they almost won. Almost as good in horseshoes, right? Yeah, and he, and always, he looks so, so demoralized after every loss. Yeah, yeah he does. Because he's like, they asking him, be Lamar Jackson, man. Right, he's not. Seattle, they're getting Russell Wilson back. They're in Lambeau Field taking on Green Bay, which I have no doubt about. It's going to have Aaron Rodgers. I got the Packers. He's playing. It's official. It's not official. It's I just, not, I just saw, I saw the way Jordan Love played. And if I'm Matt Lafleur, I don't care what I got to do. I'm making sure Aaron Rodgers is playing. Russell Wilson's. He, he's taking it home. He's been waiting for this. Okay. See that one Sunday night game where he was like doing like the two minute drill by himself. He's been waiting for this game. Okay. Russell Wilson. All right. Well, they just the Seahawks made it official. They've activated Russell Wilson off the injured reserve. Not that it was a surprise. He put that out on uh, Twitter the other day. All right. How about this one? The Rams. Odell Beckham Jr., his new team. Don't know if he's going to play. I'm sure he probably will. At San Francisco, playing in Santa Clara. Another case of got to pick the Rams because who's picking Jimmy Garoppolo? Exactly right. (laughs) I got the Rams in this one as well. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. makes a difference, but uh, I do think that the Rams win that game. And then the final game is the game that we're going to be at, the game that we're going to be airing right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Raiders. Lee Sterling. They're, the Chiefs are favored by two points. Lee Sterling hasn't winning by double digits. Shocked me when he said that, but he did. Where are you going, Raiders or Chiefs? All right, everybody. I want the Raiders to win this game. Nah, I feel a butt coming on. But I feel a butt coming on. But the butt is I here. I feel like Sir Mix-a-Lot showing up. I love big butts and I cannot lie. And I cannot lie. I think the Chiefs are uh, going to eke this one out. Okay. You pick Kansas City. Raider Nation, don't you worry. I got your back. Never trust a big butt and a smile. We ain't going to trust that big butt at all around here. <laughs> Bellevue DeVoe told me don't trust no big butt and a smile. I'm going with the Raiders. I think they win 24-21. I'm even going to put a score on it. 
Whenever they're underdogs, whenever they're supposed to lose a game, they find ways to win. And I think this game, because they got it, just like Cassie said earlier in the show, they've got to come back and get that ugly taste out of their mouth. They just can't. Ooh, I love this song. They can't. Do they have to? They, no, they, they. We say, like, this is a must win. I know. And, and I know I never, I don't sign up for must wins in but week it's a must 10. Win. You know what I mean? I don't because mathematically it's not a must win. But I think for their, their own morale, for the sake of them, this is about as close to a must win as possible. Yeah, for Again, it not to be... Mathematically, they're not outs. They're not eliminated. So it's not technically a must win. But you can see them losing this game and then maybe and in the then locker, also maybe, maybe three, getting oh, going to a tailwind. So you think that they're they're about to go into a, uh, a tailspin is what you're telling me. I'm not saying that. we got to wait till the rest of the season plays <laughs> out. But it will be more than likely if they do lose this game here. Okay. Hey, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Can't be fooled again. Is that how it goes? Something like that. <laughs> That's how George Bush said it. That's who you quoted? Yeah. That's who you quoted? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Out of every great quote in, yep. that you could have came up with, you decided to go with the former president. Yep. All right. Well, I don't even know how you came up with that. I have no idea. What made you come up with that? Because I've been fooled once by these Raiders team. By no, this Raiders how team. did you come up with a George Bush quote all of a sudden? Like, I, I don't see you as a guy who's normally quoting George Bush. It's just a funny quote. <laughs> You're a funny dude. <laughs> in my luck, I'm going to go to damn T.I., hit a button, and you're going to win, <laughs> and I'm going to be angry. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> the betting gods out there look down on me. Yeah, yeah. Just when Wendy and uh, Fabian are going to be looking out for you. Speaking of the T.I., my man Vinny Bonsignor in the huddles coming up next. He's at the T.I., Treasure Island. He'll be there till 6 o'clock. I suggest you go by, hang out, say what's up, get hooked up with some prizes that Vinny has. Uh, he's going to be holding it down, man. I know he's got a lot to talk about when it comes to John Gruden and the 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 lawsuit. Again, I don't think it's a big shock that he's suing him, suing the league, suing uh, Roger Goodell, but we'll see how it shakes out. He'll have a lot more on a lot of stuff. What he's been seeing throughout the course of the week, how he thinks this game could be won or lost for the silver and black. It's all coming up from the Treasure Island TI, 4 to 6 p.m. Don't forget... Q's kickoff. That's the pregame pregame show live from Coors Light Landing at Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be at 2 o'clock, 2 to about 3.15, 3.10. Then I'll pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen, the official pregame show, leading you up to kickoff at Allegiant Stadium. So tune in, Raider Nation. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game Sunday night football. I got the Raiders. DeMond's got the Chiefs. We'll see who's right on Monday. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. I'll holler.